Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we are exploring new dimensions of the Kingdom Restoration Age. Why are tens of millions of Christians seeking God beyond the traditional church? Is the church age over? Is the Father really in the process of restoring all things, as Peter said? If so, what does this look like? What's next on our Father's agenda? What amazing and revolutionary things does our Heavenly Father have for us right now on earth? Does God truly love everyone? Can we truly be one with Jesus and the Father as Jesus prayed for us to be? Maturing sons and daughters of God all over the world are waking up to their true power and potential in Christ. Are you one of them? What did Jesus mean when he said that his followers would do even greater works than he did? What are these greater works? What would true kingdom culture look like on earth? Kingdom business? Kingdom government? Kingdom education? Join in the conversation with your host, Gil Hodges, as we explore these amazing mysteries of the kingdom and their applications for kingdom communities all around the world. Hey, welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. We've got a special guest with us tonight. It is Gustav LaRue. And uh, some of you may have already seen him. He's got a Facebook page that he shares a lot of his uh, beliefs and teachings there as a pastor. And we're going to get to him in just a moment. Uh, but before we do, I want to take a look at what we got coming up. Obviously, again, tonight, Gustav LaRue. And then uh, November 2nd, we have Brian Orm coming up. And then on November 9th, Charles Van Staden. And I'm looking forward to that. It's going to come to us from uh, the South Africa. And uh He's going to be doing it at our time, which I think is 2 a.m. his time. So, uh, Trooper. Anyway, and then after that, November 16th, we will have Barbara Simmons. She's got a great story and a great testimony to share, and we're looking forward to that. And let's see what else we got here. Um, well, join us weekly. You know that we have our Sunday morning gathering every Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, we encourage you to come on Zoom. That's uh, the best place where you can get in on the whole uh, you know, real-time action there and ask questions and uh, make your comments. We love that. You can also do it through Facebook and YouTube in the comment sections, and we're live there every Sunday morning. And as always, we're looking for those who are interested and willing to sponsor a child and change a life in Africa. Um, we've got that. We've been uh, doing that now for almost a year coming up here soon. We're going to be doing a fundraiser in the next week or two to get some funds together and uh, buy a piece of land. You, we already built a school. We want to get onto uh, building onto the land next door as well. We got some uh, you know, great plans coming up for you know finishing that building. So anyway, watch for that. We're looking forward to it. But for $50 a month, you can sponsor a child. That gets them the education, a meal a day, which not all of them are getting where they're at. Uh, it also gets them medical attention if they need it and a place to stay if they need it. So uh, you really are helping to change a life there. And then we will be bringing more about the restoration communities. I'm excited. Uh, we actually have some potential of uh, some people coming forward and we're at least talking, talking about land, uh, a couple places here in the States, as well as a couple places in Africa. So super excited about all that. And actually November 3rd, 
Thursday, I'm starting a new Ultimate Impact group, and I encourage you, if you haven't already signed up, uh, check that out. There's only a few seats left. And uh, I'm going to be doing this one myself. I'm going to be mentoring a group of people for about six months going through the Ultimate Impact. And I, I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. So if you haven't signed up for that, go to Kingdom Equipping Center website and check that out. The other thing to keep in mind is uh, if you want to watch the entire show today, I encourage you to get on over to KingdomTalksMedia.com where you can sign up to be a member, $10 a month. That's all it is. And it helps us. Uh, helps support the ministry, helps us keep getting the message out further and further. I mean, we're making an impact. In fact, uh, we have finally been given uh, the, well, we've been asked, I'll just say it that way. We've been asked to prepare shows to go on television in Ghana. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's all because of each one of you who are helping to support the ministry and get that pushed forward. So excited about all that, looking forward to it. And now, without any further delay, let's bring on Gustav LaRue. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Now, uh, we've never met other than uh, about 15 minutes ago as we were getting <laughs> ready in the background. Uh, so why don't you share a little bit about yourself, uh, your background and where you've come from and how you got to where you're at today? Okay, well, I was uh, 19 years old when I got born again. Um, boy, I lived in South Africa most of my life. I was born in a little town called uh, Randfontein, which is in Johannesburg. I uh, lived there for most of my life. I got married, then moved to Cape Town. I uh, lived there for about 12 years. And in that time, I was uh, in full-time ministry um, with a, uh, my local church. Uh, we planted uh, three churches there. And, um, well, basically felt in my heart that I needed to move over to America start uh, what I would call spirit schools. Um, yeah, we're through a series of engagement and uh, gateways and doorways kind of showed me my scroll, showed me where I need to go, what I need to do. And uh, here I am. It's been almost eight years. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if you need any more detail than that. I'm sure you do. But I'm not a man of a lot of detail when it comes to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at the same time, you have a ministry that you're running right now. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's spirit school. So I've got different uh, small groups that I go to and attend. Uh, like I have uh, on Mondays, I go to Baton Rouge. On Tuesdays, I'm in, in NOLA, New Orleans. Uh, Thursdays, I go to Covington. Fridays, I go to Lafayette. Uh, Sundays, I'm in Homer. And I've got my local church that I'm a part of is in Slidell. And that's every Sunday. Okay. And then if people want to find you online, where do they go? It's uh, GustavLaRue.com, um, okay. and of course, Facebook, uh, Gustav LaRue, uh, Zion Company. Um, yeah, that's basically where I'm at, at the moment. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've so, got a YouTube, a YouTube channel as well. I've got a big YouTube channel. All right. That's so now you also are a bodybuilder, right? Yeah, I've been in the gym for 33 years. I've done um, mostly strongman competitions. That's something I really enjoyed. And of course, I was a professional wrestler uh, for many years. I started off as the Beast. <laughs> and when I became a pastor of the church, they didn't like the idea of the pastor being called the Beast. So I, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. So I changed my name to the Saint. So I wrestled as the Saint for a couple of years. And it was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. And then, of course, we moved to America. So I no longer wrestled. And we started ministry uh, full time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead and share with us a little bit about to your, your ministry. What is it, uh, you know, the father's given you, what's the message that you're sharing, preaching, teaching as you, as you go around right now to different places. 
You know, I, I, I guess I started um, engaging Hebrews 4.12 with all my heart. I really just it opened up a gate in my heart for me, something I'd never clicked. And it made me understand a, a dimension that I needed to shift into, you know, the dividing soul and spirit. And once I, I got to that place in my life where I literally felt my, my soul and my spirit divide, and I felt my spirit being free. Um, of course, as soon as my spirit was free, I could feel it shifting into Christ. You know, as we are seated in heavenly places, I could feel that dimensional gate opening for me as the spirit being going into my father's heart, you know, going into who he is. And, and from, from that realm, from that place is where he began to teach me and he began to open up uh, revelations, mystery secrets. He began to show me uh, things that I never knew we could know, you know, he began to open up another dimension of the word of God to me. You know, we have the Logos and we've engaged it pretty much every day of our lives is what we do. We read the Bible, study and meditate on the Bible. But we are reminded that there's two other dimensions of the word. And those two other dimensions is what I've really been engaging other than that, which is written. I've been engaging the, 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 the living of course, Yeshua, going into him, spending time with him in beyond the veil, going into that realm, shifting from this kingdom into the kingdom of heaven and just spending time with the Father there. Um, of course, in the same breath, also engaging that uh, um, spoken, spoken word where we go into that living dimension of the living letters and understanding the Hebrew and what goes behind those fiery gates in the kingdom of heaven. You know, for me personally, once I stepped into the Father for the first time as a spirit being, the gateways that open, and of course, many of the first uh, beings that came at me or to me was the living letters, that those fiery gates, those beings that just opened themselves up to me for revelation and began to teach me as I engaged with the letters, they just opened up dimensions to me. So the Father kind of showed me my scroll. You know, I went into the Court of Scrolls and I remember taking my scroll and uh, it went into my body. And I couldn't understand it. I couldn't read it. But at the same breath, I found myself in, 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 in Eden. I believe I was in Eden. I'm not always 100% sure. There's so many different places. But I believe it was Eden. It could have been the garden in Eden. But I was in a place that was really, it felt like it was a secret place, that it was a place uh, that was hidden, that not many has gone there. You know, and I believe, uh, I remember my whole spirit being was kind of elevated and my, my spirit's chest was open and all the stuff was coming out, all this black stuff. And I knew that it was the force and intent of my heart, you know, who I am where no one knows, where no one can see me, the things that I think where no one can, that I don't speak of, you know, the hidden things in my heart, the hidden things in me. And as all this stuff came out into the open, I began to understand my scroll. It's almost like the first two sessions or pages of my scroll became vividly clear to me. And basically what happened is I was, I was in the middle of a city and all of a sudden my spirit started vibrating and it multiplied into another city. And it started vibrating again, multiplied into another city. And it did this several times, basically, until I was in every city, in every state in America. And um, then the father started opening doors for me to start these spirit schools. So the first school I started was in New Orleans. And it was so strange. I was... Um, I got a phone call from someone I've never heard of, I didn't know, and he said that we're a bunch of pastors and we're meeting in Mississippi and we would like for you to come. And I was like, okay, how do you even know about me, you know? <laughs> so they told me that some of the, well, someone told them and I needed to be there. They really felt that I needed to be there. So I got to the, to the meeting a couple of days later and there were probably about 30 pastors of local churches around in that area. Um, and we just started talking, you know, and I was just listening. I wasn't saying anything. And then they asked me if I had something to say, you know, of course I had something to say, like 45 minutes later, you know, they made it very clear. It was very funny actually, because they said, you know, we asked you to come, but please know we're not taking up an offering or anything for you. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I understand. I'm just, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> what? I don't need an offering. 
And um, I just started sharing about the body, soul, and spirit. And when I was finished, I actually did take up an offering. It was very funny. And they were very excited about it. And from, from that meeting, they, um, one of the pastors asked me to start uh, teaching on the seven spirits. And so I started on the seven spirits at his ministry, at his church. And after the seven spirits were done, I mean, it takes about eight weeks for me to preach on that. When I was done with it, he asked me if I would just continue. And that's when Yahweh told me that this will be my first spirit school. And then from there it was Mississippi, and then from there it was uh, Homer, and then uh, Covington, and then you know all the others started opening up. Um, wow. And so, yeah, basically I teach the deep, deep revelations. I say it's deep, deep revelations, but nowadays it's Christianity 101. You know, it's that the insight that we should have had before we really had any other knowledge. It's like the Father has opened up the mentions of the Word to us that's now giving us an insight to what we've already known, but it's so much added to it that it almost changes everything we believed previously. So it's a whole new belief system of being able to sit before the Father face to face, loving on Him, Him loving on me, me being inside of Him, Him being inside of me, you know, the understanding of being in His name, stepping into the Yad Hey Vave, that frame of His name, just overshadowing us with revelation and insight and knowledge, you know, progressing over us and in us with all of who we are kind of bringing us to our original intent to to open up the gateways of heaven for us to really truly begin to sit in that place where we begin to grow as sons you know grow as priests and kings and, and oracles and becoming our legislators and then coming through the four phases into creation to truly begin to govern as what belongs to us and to take back what the enemies had in hand for all these years you know taking down the enemy taking back what belongs to us and begin to really truly answer the call uh, that creation has been screaming out for for so long mature sons yeah. where are you let's go and please take over you can't carry on like this and i think that's kind of what the the main key of spirit school is all about it's trying to teach people that we need to go into the kingdom of heaven we need to spend time there live in that mountain get to know yahweh in a different pace in a different way get to find him the way that he truly wants us to find him you know know that that he desires his people to see him to understand him to be part of him to know that we are one with him to know that everything he desires for us is to bless us to increase us to take us to dimensions and levels in creation where the rest of the the creation the created beings and created world can see we are sons yeah and that makes it's sense good. That's good. That's good. A lot of stuff there. Um, so, hey, if, if whoever's listening right now, whoever's watching, I uh, encourage you to hit the share button and the like button. Share this with a few people. Let them know we're here live right now. And if you have any questions or any comments that you'd like to add, go ahead and just put it in the comment or the chat section and we'll uh, try to take as many of those as we can as we keep moving forward. So, Gustav, um, one of the things that uh, I, I do like to ask people because this is new to most people, at least within the last five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And there's a, there's a point where, you know, you, most of us, I would say, were stuck in our religious spirit, had our, you know, religious training, whatever it might be. And then father took us. Now that training may have just been what you were taught by your parents or what you were taught in a you know, church or so forth. But yeah. at some point for a lot of people, there's a, a place where they that tipping point where they finally have to decide are they going to go over that edge into this new way of understanding god stepping into the spirit realm and engaging with him in in the spirit versus 
uh, staying in the church realm where, you know, we tend to just pray, you know, and ask God like a, a vending machine for whatever mm -hmm. we want and versus having a personal relationship with him. So where was that transition for you? And in, in maybe you can tell people how it went so that hopefully encourage a few people that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I, I, was, a, I was a pastor of a church. Um, my mother church is in South Africa. And what they do is they plant churches all over the world, basically. They've got some churches here in America, and of course, most of the churches is in South Africa, but they have the Great Commission, and so they raise certain amounts of funds, and they choose certain people in their Bible school, and they send them out. So I got sent out um, into Cape Town to be assisting a pastor there that's just about to plant a church, and um, I immediately just continued in my religious ways, you know, like I was, I, I was, I was no, called a prophet or whatever. I was very prophetic, and mm -hmm. I particularly don't know if I was an author of a prophet. I don't particularly think so, but it was very prophetic. The gift was really flowing, and it still does, but you know, it's just a little bit different. And in this time, that was my ministry, and I preach a word and then prophesy over everybody, and it was very powerful. But I always kind of just felt there was something wrong, and like some of the doors opened eventually I met my spiritual father and he was completely different than what uh, my pastor was you know he started uh, lining me in the apostolic and started kind of teaching me who I am as a father and how I need to grow and mature and kind of change the way that the church is going you know kind of getting people to to grow and mature in a different way and he opened some doors for me in the states in, yeah, in America and so I started coming to America and I would go to small meetings and churches and I would pro prophesy and preach and and it was really going extremely well and I remember I remember driving to um, uh, Florida, Orlando, Florida. We were having a son's meeting there where I would meet my spiritual grandfather. <laughs> and um, on our way there, I was driving with a lady that was taking me to these meetings. And we were talking about all these crazy things, you know, like, but never been church. It's, it's not it's not in the church, like translating and, yeah. and you know, walking through walls and levitating and flying. Some of the things that Jesus did that we never saw. And so it was crazy to talk about it, but it was so exciting, almost like a relief because I could never talk about that to anybody really. And a couple of days later, she sent me a link to uh, um, Justin Abraham's ministry. And so I found Ian Clayton there and I listened to some of his messages. Actually, the first message I listened to was on the courts. And I remember lying in the bed in, in Baton Rouge and I was like, I need to shut this down. This is not from God. This is this is a rubbish. I don't like this. It's crazy. But my spirit man just wouldn't let me stop. It wouldn't let me stop listening. And it was just it was just the course. I didn't even understand it at that point. And then I found a message, dividing soul and spirit. And I just started meditating on this message. And it just it, it encapsulated me completely. I was so amazed by it, and I just wanted more of it. And I mean, it took me about nine months listening to it every day, five, six times a day, just to kind of have an understanding of what it means to divide your soul and your spirit and what happens after that. And I remember being in America, coming to a meeting, and I was driving in a car with a friend of mine, Aaron Seal, and um, we were just praying and worshiping and having some fun. And while I was speaking in tongues, just kind of relating in the spirit to, to Yahweh, I felt this pull between my soul and my spirit and I could feel it almost felt like like an elastic I could feel it stretch 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 until it just couldn't anymore and then it just snapped it just broke open and I remember once it broke open I could sit up as a spirit and I felt the wind blow through my hair my spirit hair obviously it must be spirit hair and I could feel the wind blow through me as a spirit it was incredible so I literally immediately went out of my body and I started flying through the air I know it sounds absolutely crazy but I came back into my body and I was like Wow, 
<laughs> that was incredible. You know, I, I began to focus on me as a spirit more than me as a soul. Um, once the division took place, my spirit man immediately began to overshadow my soul consistently. You know, my thinking changed. My understanding of, of Christianity changed. Who I am as the son of Yahweh changed. The revelation of my ministry obviously changed. All the things that I believed previously kind of slowly began to change. And, and I just got all excited about this. Is this real? Is this something I can truly begin to engage? Can I see my father, you know? And then I remember, and I remember sitting in the gym, Funny, I was on the preacher call doing my biceps, you know, the preacher call. I'm a preacher sitting on the preacher call doing my biceps, <laughs> engaging Yahweh. And I'm sitting engaging Yahweh, and all of a sudden, I'm taken into the courts. So I say into the courts, but I was in, in, in a throne room. That's what it looked like. It was this massive, I was, I was on the outside of it, but I looked into it. It was this massive, massive marble floor, like a light gray, white marble floor with a blue flame burning on it at about an inch high. And I remember standing outside of this floor and thinking, I can't step into this because I'm going to burn. But in the same breath, I couldn't wait to step into it because I knew I had to go because I could see my father sitting in a distance on a throne with the angels around him. And, and it was just a dimension of beauty, a dimension of, of, of heaven that I never even thought possible to truly step into. And it was just an engagement. At this point, it's all I believed and understood, you know, vision. But I remember eventually stepping onto this floor and my entire body as a spirit just set on fire. And what the normal colors burning, like a normal orange and yellow flame, it was all the colors of the rainbow, the seven colors of the rainbow burning on me and over me. And I, I looked at my skin as a spirit when I was on this floor and it was like this strange, looked like diamonds, but kind of like, like, like your skin has these small little holes and it looked like that, but it was all diamond related. And on the inside, there was all these different color flames and the outside was like an orange, flame burning and i remember running straight to the father and he stood up from his throne and he just hugged me you know and it was this incredible incredible thing that i experienced just going into him it wasn't like a normal hug that you would hug your wife or one of your kids you know you step i literally stepped into him and i remember being inside of my father at this point and i felt for the first time i, I breathed <laughs> and it was like the first breath i ever took and that's what it felt like it was incredible and then, you know, the rest of the engagement is, is, is what happened, and it was kind of amazing. But, but that, was, that was the one part that just changed my life, you know, stepping out. I asked him earlier that morning for a, for a, um, an, a greater anointing. And I remember when I stepped back out of him, I uh, sat down on my knees, and out of him came a sword. And he tapped me on the shoulders, and he anointed me. And in the same breath, he put a cloak of love on my shoulders. And I remember waking up out of all of this, and there was this man standing in front of me, and he looked at me funny, and he's like, what are you doing, dude? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what I just did. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, you that said was, this all happened in the gym. Yeah, that happened in the gym. It took you about, know, it's... I don't know, maybe ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. I'm not even sure. But it was, uh, it was one of the engagements that I continuously go back into, and of course, it's opened up. Yeah, a whole another realm for me. You know, every time you go back in, it changes. Every time you go back in, it opens up another dimension to to what was given or what was said. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I, I love that. Um, it, well, for me, the, I've had some of my best experiences in the gym as well. <laughs> uh, in fact, the, the experience of me getting delivered from depression that I have written as my testimony in my book, um, that all happened at the gym. You know, I, I'm in there working out and I engage and go through this whole experience of father delivering me from depression and showing me how to battle it myself and to stop it. And all of it right there in the gym. And then I've yeah. had 
I've, I've gone on runs and I've engaged with, uh, well, when we were in Colorado, I used to engage with, uh, well, people call it Pike's Peak, but uh, uh, the spirit behind the, the mountain there shared with me, her name is Olivet. And uh, I had so many conversations with Olivet, but on runs mainly, mainly when I'm out running around the town, just great conversations yeah. with her. Yeah. Uh, exercising, it seems is interesting that it um, seems to be able to help pull us into some of those engagements. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I actually think it's because your body, your, your body is doing its own thing. Mm -hmm. So your mind is it's not so distracted, so it can almost link up with your spirit. Because I mean, I, when I'm training in the gym, uh, my my soul is really not. I'm not really there. So when I that's my, my most intense time of engagement. You know, that's that's the, one yeah. of the times where I don't listen to normal music most of the time. I kind of have like a instrumental or something playing in the background. You know, no one yeah. bothers to have earphones in my ear, and I get to just step into a place with Yahweh that I I can't really find much in any other place. Although I mean, obviously, it becomes a habit eventually. That you're going to do it at any time of your day all day it becomes a lifestyle but in the beginning that gym just even running and i don't run help me jesus i don't run but walk <laughs> i walk a lot you know some cardio um but uh that was the times that really opened up the gateways for me yeah and still is yeah. today i mean i still do it every day and it changes it just opens up i love it <laughs> okay so here's here's a question then because the thought just occurred to me it's like I, I can engage very, very thoroughly when I'm at peace and at rest. So my, mor my morning time, I sit out and I watch the sunrise. I'll be there for an hour or two waiting for the sun to rise and just talking to Father. Uh, but then the other place is in the gym. And so that's very physically active. It's very engaging. Uh, I would say for me, though, the in-between, when I'm focused more on uh, tasks and projects, um, that one I'm still working on. I'm engaging you know, a good portion of the time, but not like I am at that place of peace in the morning or at the gym when I'm really working out. Um, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that, just throwing it out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think for me personally, you know, I used to do pretty much the same thing. I would wake up very early in the morning and I would just spend as much time in, in engaging as I possibly could, you know, and that lasted maybe five or six years of my life, even more, mm -hmm. just every day, three, four hours, just spending time because, you know, I, I mostly work at night. And of course, I was personal trainer for many of those years, so my time is my own. You know, I set up my appointments for whenever I feel I need to go in. So I always had time, and I always made time to really sit and spend time with Yahweh. But nowadays, it, it has become such a habit that I I still do it, but I now feel that my day consists of engaging all the time. Yeah. It's not I'm busy with my normal, natural, daily things. I do my chores around the house. I go do my spirit schools and all that. Drive my car. But I find a, 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 a minute or two, a second, boiling the kettle or just tying my shoes or just putting socks on or sitting on the bed where this extreme download of what my spirit has been doing uh, in the kingdom of heaven for the time that I was not engaging physically with my soul and my body just comes in as a download. And all of a sudden, these new dimensions of revolution just kind of flush through. Um, and that's been happening since... Basically, since I got to America, really, um, that's just opened up so much. And the more I've been doing it, the easier it becomes. You know, it's almost like uh, there's no reason for me to not be engaging literally almost 24-7. I know it sounds kind of, well, how do you mean you do it? You just focus on Jesus 24-7? No, not at all. It's just my, my spirit has a, a, a cognitive understanding of what is happening around it all the time. And I'm yeah. consistently busy doing things in the spirit. I mean, I could be talking to somebody 
and my spirit would be downloading um, something that he sees that I see in the spirit. It could be like, for example, I work at a, at a hookah lounge on over weekends as a bouncer. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I don't understand why I needed to do this. I could never understand. It. I didn't want to. I still don't like it. But uh, every time I go there, you know, I sit by the door uh, by the VIP lounge. And we've got the football players and the basketball players here in New Orleans, the Pelicans and the Saints coming in and out. And they're up the, up, the, up the stairs and down the stairs. And the only way that they can come out is through me. You know, and, and I've realized because I am a gate, this is who I am. This is what we are as sons and daughters of Yahweh. They have to come yeah. through me to get out. And every time one of them walks through there, I could feel my spirit just overshadowing them, my spirit just kind of engaging with them. And in the same breath, I felt while I'm busy talking to people that my spirit would come out, out of the uh, out of the building and sit outside and there would be things that I would be seeing, things that I would perceive and understand. Uh, for example, on Sunday, I was sitting uh, on my chair where I always sit just waiting and doing whatever I do. And um, I remember Yahweh started showing me the, the problems in the hotel across the road, which is mostly prostitution. And uh, uh, I don't even want to go into too much detail regarding it. It's not a good place. And then down the road is there's a strip club. And all the owners and the prostitutes and the strippers of this, this nightclub um, comes into the, the hookah lounge to go up the stairs to the VIP lounge. And it's all this... Uh, this this stuff there that I know is not good. It's not something that should be there in the city. It's not something that I want in a place that I govern. It's not something that I like <laughs> to see in a in a city that belongs to me. It's not something that I want there in any way, fashion or form. So just being there, even while I'm really talking to people, and people come and talk to me, and you know, and the owner wants me to do this, and one of the staff members wants me to go do this, and I'm just sitting there. Um, there's consistently things happening in my in my thought pattern when my spirit man is just continuously moving through the streets, moving up into different places, seeing the strongholds, seeing the giants and the dragons and going into the court, seeing what needs to be done to get rid of all these things, how we need to establish the new rise of the suns to reestablish the prince of the roaring angels in the city, in these certain areas and certain spots. And just, there's so much, of it, but I like what I'm trying to say is it becomes a lifestyle, I guess, you know, it becomes something I just do yeah. all the time. No matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always busy kind of seeing, well, what is my spirit man engaging here? What is the overshadowing power that needs to come into play for my soul to understand? Yeah. No, that's, that's you know, our goal is obviously to get to the place where we are uh, living the ascended life, you know, just living it. Yeah. I remember in 2018, uh, we were having a New Year's Eve uh, gathering and just, you know, father just downloaded. And that, that was the year that he, he, he expressed is like, this is the year we're going to learn to live up here and kind of come down here when we need to. Yes. You know? yes. But, but our focus is up there. Hey, it's yes. uh, half past the hour. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey there. Thank you for joining kingdom talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life changing online course called ultimate impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. All 
All right, so we're back with Gustav LaRue, and uh, Gustav, it's been great talking with you and having you on the show and the things that you're sharing. Uh, you've covered a lot of ground really quickly, uh, but is there anything else that you'd like to touch on while we're just kind of getting to know one another and what you do and what Father's doing through you? I think, I think for me right now, the most important thing, and like you were saying, is for us to live in that realm, for us to understand that, you know, I listened to, to my mentors and the way they started off, you know, like the first time they would go in and they would not want to come back. I don't want to come back. I want to stay here. And then eventually they said, but I have to leave. I have to go. And then they let they go, you know, and they don't come back. And I did the same thing for many years, but, but you get to understand that eventually in your, in your, in your, who you are as a spirit being that you're in his image and his likeness, you're fully created to be like him. You're fully created to look like him, act like him, walk like him. You're, you're in his image and his likeness. You're covered by his fullness, you know? And so I've realized that I do not need to leave. I can stay there. And, and, and my spirit multiplies into different dimensions yep. and different realms. And I, I have the idea is obviously to grow in the cognitive understanding of what each dimension of my spirit multiplying into different places is doing and to live in that realm and to consistently come through my father's faces into creation. But, but for me right now, and if you listen to some of the things that I'm, I'm going on about, <laughs> it's, it's really for us to understand the governance that Yahweh so desperately longed for us to have in creation. You know, um, I'm, I'm not uh, much to talk about this type of stuff, you know, because usually I, I teach my, my, my students certain things. And so because I teach them, I'll share some of the experiences that I have. But a lot of what we're doing in the kingdom of heaven now is to get rid of the works of the enemy, you know. And I say it's not the war that we used to bind and rebuke. We don't do that. We deal yeah. with it as spirit beings, you know, going into to the, to the realms where the seven spirits engage with us and the spirits it's, it's taught us and trained us and equipped us, you know. And I found that every time I engage with the seven spirits in a level of elevation, they show me things in creation as assignments to, to eliminate, to work with, to deal with. Um, and it always adds to what Yahweh has given me, states, states in America, states in Australia, states in New Zealand, states in South Africa, um, just places that I need to govern as a, as a child of Yahweh, as a son of the Most High. And coming out of the four faces gives me the direction on what needs to happen, you know, operating in the courts and understanding the different sections within the courts of heaven, what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, how the Father expects me as a son to come into the atmosphere and to begin to align these things according to the blueprints that we come out of the atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven with to bring life to creation. You know, I always... Uh, remind my students that I've been restored through Christ Jesus on the cross. You know, Yeshua gave his life so that I can be restored. And restoration is more than salvation. Restoration is taking me back to the first estate, you know, that place where Yahweh said, let us create man in our image. Stop right there. You know, what is that image? What was he talking about? What am I supposed to look like? Mm -hmm. What is that vision that he had in his mind when he said, let us create man in our image. That's what I want to go back into. That's the image I want to be. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to become. And and of course, that is also the time where you said, well, let's give them dominion. And for us to understand dominion, it's a scary place because dominion equals sovereignty. And if Yahweh, the sovereign God of all, is giving a son sovereignty over creation, then we have to begin to understand our responsibility is a little bit more than going to church on a Sunday, praying a little bit with my hands folded, open the Bible and read two scriptures. It's a responsibility that takes uh, me to a place where I need to know my father. I need to see what he does. I need to see where he comes from, where he lives, how he orders, how he runs, how he governs, you know, his ways, his laws. Yeah. Bring that into creation, establish the kingdom of heaven into the earth. But I can't establish the kingdom of heaven if I've never been there, if I don't understand how it functions and the order that it comes yeah. in. You know, so almost like I would say my my focus for this season 
in, in schools is to express and explain the importance of us governing creation, you know, and it's as the body of Christ, not just as one person. And that's, that is so, so key and so important. You know, the, the break there was sharing our ultimate impact course. And, and the two main things that we do there are help people understand who they really are in Christ, you know, yeah. how much more they really are. But the second thing is that then helping them understand their part and their place in an ecclesia, that every single person is valuable and important. You're not just another number. You're not just another person. You are meant to be a part of a body. And that one of the biggest things we, you know, I share this a lot, but uh, one of the biggest things we still all struggle with is positional prejudice, where we think the CEO is better than the janitor or that the pastor is better than the lay people. And we make these judgment calls about who's better versus understanding that we are all equal at the foot of the cross. The only difference is we have different responsibilities in the body and that's it. Um, So. Yeah, it's just when we are operating as part of an ecclesia, it is it, you can't really operate effectively as an ecclesia unless you know how to step into the heavens to see what the Father's doing, so you can do what He's doing and bring it into the earth. Yeah, so we become the government like, of God on the earth. Yeah, you know yeah. we don't understand that the, the body has to function one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, for me to be able to walk, the one foot has to go in front of the other. Yes. So there's certain body parts that can't meet and I can't, everything can't do the same thing. You know, my hand can't do what my feet does. My, my feet can't do what my eye does. My nose can't do what my ears do. And we don't seem to understand that everyone's got their own purpose. Everyone's got their own function. And together we form a body, together we form a puzzle piece, together we form a picture and together we have to work to be the body because unless we are the body, he cannot be the head. You know, and that is so key. Uh, the The reason the name Ultimate Impact was from a vision that Father gave me in 2014. I'm just driving down the road and he just downloads into me this vision. And, it, you know, it's a pretty typical thing that a lot of people get. But the, the words he gave me was that he said, I cannot have my ultimate impact in the earth until my body comes together and that everybody in my body understands who they are. So they're having their ultimate impact in the earth. So if we understand who we are in the body and we have our ultimate impact in the body, then God, as you said, who is the head begins to have his ultimate impact in the, in the cosmos. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is so important. That is the key to, to everything Yahweh has for us right now is for us to come together as a body and to realize we don't all have to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, when, I, when I first read my scroll and Yahweh started expressing and explaining to me what I'm supposed to be doing in the earth for right now, that was what I had to do in creation in the kingdom of earth, start spirit schools. But that same scroll opened up in another page, another, another. I wouldn't, I don't know exactly how to press it, how to express it, but it opened up another scroll for me to understand what my function in the heavens are. And at that specific point, it was just education. I was learning. I mean, I sat in the courts in the different courts for probably five years before I even started doing anything in any of those courts. You know, I even right now, even in this position where I believe I am in the spirit, don't feel like I'm a king yet. I don't feel like like I've, I've grown a lot. I can't even look at myself in the same eyes because I'm such a different person. But, but there's so much growth that still needs to come. There's so much that we teach that we're not even doing. You know, I mean, I teach yeah. stuff that's mind-blowing, and I want to do this stuff, you know. And all Yahweh ever says to me is just engage me. Just get to know me. Just step yeah. into me. Just just grow in covenant and relationship and intimacy. Get to know every attribute and aspect of me. Step into the mystery. Step into the secret. Open yourself yeah. up to me. Align with who you are. And, well, and I think that is – I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, that's all we can do, you know, just go yeah. deep, deeper into him. Well, and I think that's part of what's happening in this in this movement is the enemy's found a way. You know, he's subtle. He's going to find different ways to get us off course a little bit here or there. But I think one of the ways that uh, he gets us off course is he gets us distracted. And we get so focused on some of the peripheral stuff that is going to be awesome when we step into it. There's nothing wrong with it. But we get so focused on it that we're missing the place where we actually find the power and authority, which is in intimacy with him. All we really got to do is get to know him and have him help us get to know ourselves so that we can walk out our scrolls and walk in our full identity. And it's yeah, game over. It's game yeah. over. That's yeah. it. You know, and I, and I realize we, we forget that scripture that says, well, it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, he shows me where I'm going and that's important. We need to know. So what we're teaching is where we're going, but your focus can't be where you're going. Right. It has to be where you act. You know, I, I want to be there and I want to go there. Well, I can't look at that place and think I'm going to not fall over everything and it's in front of me, you know. You know, this has probably been 10, 15 years ago, but Father gave me a vision where, you know, he showed me off in the distance this beautiful castle that, he, you know, and I knew that's where I was going. And, you know, but there was this low fog over the ground, you know, and so I got I got focused on, you know, the in the dream, you know, the vision. I'm focused on that uh, that castle and I just start running for it. And I go right off a cliff. And <laughs> then it's like this angel over on the side says, hey, the stairs are over here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where the body of Christ is. And I say the body of Christ, that's where, 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 where I, I, wanna, I don't know how to put it. I mean, that's how, what we are teaching, you know, there's another dimension of revelation that's come to play. And I almost want to say we're kind of going against the grain a little bit, you know, with, well, I can see the Father. I can go into the heaven. I get raptured every day. You know, there's a different belief system. There's a different understanding. But but it's because I'm beginning to understand who I am. I'm beginning to understand where I'm going. You know, I'm beginning to realize that I have to focus where I'm at because where I'm at in the now. Really wants to grow me, wants to mature me. I, I know where I'm going and it's an incredible place. I've seen myself yeah. in 50 years from now and I look amazing. It's a ball of light. It's powerful. It's glorious. You know, I'm doing all kinds of crazy things. And that's my, that's my, I would say my, my out there engagements that I would never share with anybody, you know, almost, uh, it wouldn't go as far as this is my imagination going completely wild, but I know it's my spirit revealing some secrets and mysteries to me that's going to happen in the future. But I can't focus on that. You know, I have to realize where I'm at and engage Yahweh from that place. You know, yeah, I would love to be where Ian Clayton is, and I would love to be where, where Justin Abraham is, and I would love to be where Grant, Grant and Samantha and the, those who are in front of me. You know, I'd love to be there. And Yahweh keeps telling me, well, just calm down, boy. You know, you're on the same road. You yeah. don't have to be where they are. You're never going to get to where they are, but you're going to walk on the same road and where they were, you'll pass there just like they did. Yeah. And as they move forward, you're going to move forward on that same road. We're going to get to that place. We just don't have to be in a hurry. Yeah, and, and to understand too that everybody has their lane, so it's not like we want to be like anybody else. We like simply that. want to. We do all want to get to that level of maturity, but at the same time, we're all going to be doing different things, and we're going that's to look good. different. And if we're trying to yeah. look like somebody else, no, that's not going to get you oh, there. Yeah, no, we can't do that. I mean, I've realized that. Well, I mean, I, it's actually something I've never wanted to be. I never wanted to be like anybody else. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, always, I look at Paul and I look at John and I look at David and I look at Elijah and I look at Enoch and I look at all these phenomenal, incredible men of God that we read of in the Bible, you know. And then I think to myself, well, I, I love these men, but I don't want to be like them. You know, I just sound, this is going to sound crazy. I look at Yeshua, I look at Jesus Christ and, and I think, well, what he did on the earth, I don't want to do that. It's not what's written on my scroll. And we say, well, good right. stuff, what are you talking about? You have to be like Jesus. Yeah, I want to be like Jesus, but I want to do 
what's on my scroll, like Jesus said, what was on his scroll. You know, I want to do yeah. the things as a son, the way he did things as a son. You know, I want to look at my father in the heavens and do what he does. You know, I want to come into a place where I am completely and utterly consumed by Yeshua, where you can't see me in any way, fashion or form, because in essence, he came to be um, my example, which means he didn't die for me. He died as me. You know, I rise up. In, in his death, and it, I become alive through him. You know, I'm clothed in him. It's no longer I live, but Christ that lives in me. You know, I'm seated in him in heavenly places. So when I step from this side of the veil into the kingdom of heaven, everything changes. You know, everything shifts. I become the son of God. He's God. You know, I become the son. I am the child. I am the one that needs to grow and mature and that needs to elevate and that needs to become who I'm supposed to be, you know, because he's my example. I have to follow him everywhere he goes and everything he does, I need to become, I need to do. And I think it's that that slow growth that we hate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that it's I know. Slow growth. I mean, I've grown so much in the last 10 years. I can't even remind myself of who I used to be and the things yeah. I used to believe, you know. But, uh, and I mean, for me personally, I did... I did an associate's master's degree, it took me four years. I did a bachelor's degree, it took me three years. I did a two-year Raymond Bible school. I did a four-year, three-year Bible school at my local church. And I did a year of um, school of ministry with uh, um, Bethel, but in a, in a satellite school in Cape Town. I mean, I had my share of Bible school and theology. You know? And then Father comes up and he breaks my knowledge and my understanding of who he is in, in a whole other realm of revelation where he gives me the other two dimensions of the word, which I never even thought I could engage. Yeah. You know? And spirit well, going into that was, was spoken and starting to receive from eons of times that was things were said, things that was released that was never written, that was never put down on paper. And we get to go into it and we get to receive it and revelation comes to us. And there's all of a sudden understanding of things that now adds to the previous knowledge I had about certain subjects because I have the fullness of the word and everything changes. Everything opens up. It's like, wow, Lord, it's, yeah. it's such a privilege to be a son of the most high God right now. I love it. Amen. This. You know, it, it's so powerful when we come to that place and you, you said you saw some of the questions that I'd been posting on Facebook recently, you know. And, you know, my purpose for doing a lot of that was just to get people to realize the cognitive dissidence that they're living in, because most of the church is living in that place where they they say one thing, they say they believe one thing, but then they act totally differently or they, you know, and, and you know, I, I did another video recently where just sharing how when I was a pastor in a very conservative church, how we would do the, you know, the verbal gymnastics and the jumping through hoops, you know, to try to make a doctrine you know, that we had placed over here, here's this doctrine, and we'd use all these proof texts for it. And then we got to kind of ignore that because we're going to go over here and create another doctrine. And this doctrine <laughs> it contradicts this one in some ways, but let's not talk about that. You know, we'll figure out a way to, you know, it's all this stuff that we've had to do. Yet, when we actually just engage with Father, he begins to reveal to us the truth. And, and so many things just begin to fall together because we've been taught so much, um, you know, garbage, and it's been regurgitated through the centuries, you know, from one seminary and one, you know, teachers and so forth, because, you know, I went through seminary as well, you know, I went through a 10-year track to be a pastor in this denomination, and then uh, <laughs> left within six months after being ordained, uh, so <laughs> it was um, quite, quite interesting, but it's so powerful when we can uh, begin to let go of our ideas, preconceived ideas, things that we have held on to as truths, begin to hold them loosely and understand, hey, I've been wrong before, and I, I and, and I can understand in humility that I'm wrong now as well, 
and that you know so therefore why should i be trying to push everything i think i know right now onto somebody knowing that later on i'm going to realize some of what i'm sharing and pushing right now is probably going to be wrong and that uh so rather than that let's just you know hold everything loosely and let's begin to have conversations because like you said earlier you know we are being exposed by our engagements in the heavens to so many other powerful things yeah. that aren't even written in scripture. And yet we know them to be true just you know, because there's so many people having these experiences. Exactly. There's just, we've got to let people have room. There's got to yeah. be room for you, know, you to share your concepts, even though I may not agree with them, it's okay. We've got yeah. three plumb lines. Our three plumb lines are simple. Jesus is the way, love, honor, and respect, and ask the Father. That's it, we don't do doctrine. But, yeah. you know, doctrine at all. Just those three things bring unity to the body and allow for room for other beliefs, even though we may not agree. We don't have to agree with them. Yeah, let's honor each other. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think for me, I actually get to a place where I realize there's no such thing as only a lie. You know, it can't just be a lie. It can't just be a non-truth. It has to come from an original truth. Everything's out there has to become has to come from a truth. And if I am a son of light. If I am a son of the most high God, if I have the power to align everything around me like Yeshua aligned me on the cross, then we have to get to the point where we realize that if there's a truth out there, it doesn't have to be bound by our faith, what we believe as Christians. It's a truth nonetheless. Whether it's in my faith or in someone else's faith, I can engage that truth. I can engage it because I have the ability as a son with the dimension of Yahweh's light in me to take that truth and to align it to what I believe should be the truth in the fullness of the blueprints of what Yahweh's poured in from the original, if that makes any sense. You know, yeah. so understand that, that there's so much out there that we've just rejected and just neglected and just said, no, that's not Christianity, that's not from God, we can't have that, we can't engage that. And now that we are kind of a little bit more open and Yahweh's kind of taken us, like you said, on that journey, because, you know, I go into the mountain of the Lord in Isaiah 2, where he says, well, I want a company of people that will come in there and let me teach them. You know, mm-hmm. let me teach you. Let me be the voice that you listen to and not a man that has heard from 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 a man. That game, telephone, telephone, you know what I'm talking about? It's still, yeah. a, it's still a truth. You know, there's an original story and it's gone down a pipeline and it's gotten to us and it's not 100% what it's supposed to be and we have to align it. You know, we have yeah. the ability, like the disciples that Yeshua trained for three years, they could align the truth because they heard it from him. And they brought the exact words that he said into play. But it's changed over the years because this one says this and this one has his opinion and that dark one comes in and it changes the original state. And now we only use the written word instead of including the spoken and the living. And now that we're including everything and we have that three dimension that establishes a governance, we're beginning to walk in the fullness of the truth, you know, where the word says, well, the truth will make you free. Well, why is the church not free? Now we have the full truth. Now we're free. Amen. I felt so free as what I do today in my entire life. Yeah. Amen. Same here. Same here. Hey, uh, we got a question, and I want to hit this question, and then uh, we got about ten minutes left. So, uh, Facebook user says, "So, Gustav, you're saying I also can go into the court of scrolls and ask the Father for my scroll, and then I can eat it or put it in me, because I don't know what I'm supposed to do for our Lord." Okay. That's a question for you. 
Okay, well, great. I mean, that's absolutely, yes, absolutely possible, you know, but there's so many little steps that needs to be taken before you get to that point, you know, because you're not going to just go into the kingdom of heaven. If you've never been in the kingdom of heaven, you have to activate your imagination. You say, well, your imagination can't be from God. Well, yeah, it's your, it's your, your, your third eye. It's your soul's eyes, your soul's understanding, you know, and my spirit man is consistently pouring images into my soul, which is my imagination. And when I reject the images, I can't see what my spirit showing me and my spirit wants to engage with me the whole time as a spirit being i want to pour into my soul so much because i'm engaging in the heavens and i'm loving on my father and i'm in this realm where i'm engaging with the seven spirits and the angelic realm and i have the the saints of old and the men in white linen and they're all pouring into me i want my soul to have the same understanding and so when you activate your 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 your, your soul's eye then you begin to see through the understanding of um, your, 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 your soul, you step in. And it's really the image of a room that's full of books and scrolls. And that's what I saw. You know, when I stepped in, there was this extremely beautiful, massive room with thousands and thousands of books and scrolls. I could see the revelation of knowledge. There was some lightning and fire. There were all kinds of incredible things in this room. And I knew for a fact when the one slided out, it said, it said, Banesh. I didn't read Banesh first. I only read Gustave Leroux. So it said Banesh and it said Gustave Leroux in the middle. And then at the bottom it said Son of Fire. And all I saw was Gustave Leroux, Son of Fire. And I took that scroll. Well, it's, I didn't take it. It came to me. And, and, and it's funny because before it came to me, <coughs> I was engaging, um, presenting myself to the Father as a living sacrifice. And, you know, the process of a living sacrifice, is, it's, it's kind of nasty if you think about it because I have to look at the idea of the priest finding the lamp, uh, the lamb, not the lamp. We don't need a lamp, okay? We, we are the light. So he finds the lamb and he slits its throat. He slits its throat and that takes the life from it. Then he drains the blood, then he takes off the head, then he cuts open the body, cleans it out, takes off the skin, cuts off the legs, and once everything is in its portions, he takes it and he presents it to the Father. Now, each attribute that takes place there is is, is what we need to do. You know, he cuts off, or he, he slits the throat and the blood comes out. We have to remind ourselves that the blood that's running through our veins was never covered by skin. <laughs> you know, And so when I understand that the light of the life of Yeshua is meant to run through my veins, that blood, the physical red blood in my body needs to run out. You know, the life that I love has to come out. It can't can't be what it used to. I have to surrender myself fully to him in every attribute and aspect of my life. So I have to die to him. And then, you know, when he takes the skin off, he's really reestablishing, he's covering. Because he's my covering, you know. When he said to his to Adam and Eve, well, you have to leave. You can't be here anymore. And uh, they already covered themselves. They already realized they were naked. And then they... Uh, then made clothes with fig leaves and that became the covering that's why i don't know if i'm going off a rabbit trail yeah but that's why um, he said to the fig tree no you you, you know you, you're not bearing fruit why you why are you not bearing fruit it's, it's end it's, you're not never going to bear fruit again and it was just before he went to the cross so he wasn't talking to the fig tree per se he was speaking into the the law of first mention you know when adam and eve took fig leaves to cover themselves he said well see this is coming to an end no longer will that cover you i will be your covering again and so when i when i take the skin off the, the sacrifice i'm saying lord you are my covering 
You know, when I take off the head, I say, you are my governance. You know, when he takes off the legs, he says, okay, well, Lord, you are the lead. You are the one that takes me where I need to go. You know, when it slips up, when he takes off the inside, he says, Lord, you king me out. And when all of that's done, then present me to the Father. You know, that's that process of I surrender every attribute, every aspect, all of who I am to the Father 100%. And then the Father is given, Yeshua takes the sacrifice and gives it to the Father. And that is in, in that time where I began to go into the courts, where the Father began to show me the court of scrolls, where I stepped into this massive room and my scroll came to me because it was a process of, of just surrendering every attribute and every part of who I am to so that I know that what I'm about to do is exactly what he called me to. What I'm about to do is not what I used to do. You know, my, my ministry before this was preaching a very mediocre message, then bringing the whole congregation to the front and prophesy over everybody. You know, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, uh, all kinds of, you know, really powerful stuff. But that's what all I thought. That was thought what I was. When Yahweh showed me my scroll, it had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It was completely yeah. different, you know, but I had to get to that point in my life where I can present myself to him, open all of who I am up so I can really enter into that court, receive my scroll, and then let him clean me out completely. And once I stand before him and he started cleaning all the thoughts and intent of my heart, it goes part, it goes hand in hand with dividing soul and spirit and, and bone and marrow, you know, to, to reestablish all joints and marrow, to reestablish his blood and his ways and his oneness and his being in me. And that opened up a way for me to understand my scroll. So I don't know if that answers your question, but, but it's a process of you pressing in, you know, going into the heavens and, and beginning to realize, well, this is my new home. This is where I'm supposed to live and move. But I think the beginning phase of, of this question has to be, for me, dividing soul and spirit. Because once you've divided your soul and spirit, it starts activating you into the kingdom of heaven. So I'm no longer bound to the earth, no longer bound to what I was taught, to what I was educated by what my friends taught me, my mother taught me, what school taught me, what my teachers taught me, what TV taught me, you know, what my pastor taught me. I enter into a different place where a whole other dimension of revelation is, is brought to me and I begin to understand new things. That's when I realize, well, I can look beyond that veil. Then let's go express. Let's go find out what's going on in that realm. Let's see what is there for me to engage. And very, very quickly, you will find the score of scrolls because that's one of the most important things you can do in this earth is to know your your scroll. What did you agree to before you were sent into your mother's womb? <coughs> well, we are basically out of time. we got about two minutes left, but I uh, just want to let everybody know we're going to do a little behind the scenes. We'll go a little deeper and some things that uh, uh, we haven't shared here publicly. This is for the members and the members only over on kingdomtalksmedia.com. You can become a member by heading over there and signing up, um, like I said, $10 a month helps support this ministry and helps us continue to get the message out. Uh, we love what Father's doing. We know that this is a, 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 a new age of revelation. It's the next stage of Christianity, and we're stepping into it fully and completely. So uh, head on over there if you want to see the behind the scenes. We'll be there for probably 10, 15 minutes. And um, if you're over there, you can also ask questions. So uh, don't miss it. Uh, and, and Gustav, thank you so much for being on here. It's been an thank honor, you, a pleasure uh, getting to know you as well as to hearing uh, what you carry. It's been a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bless you, God. Thanks for having me. All right. Love you, everyone. We will see you over on the Deeper Dive. <laughs> thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. 
You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open. All right, so welcome to the Deeper Dive. Um, thank you all, whoever's there listening. Appreciate each and every one of you for supporting the ministry and blessing us and blessing everybody else who gets to hear the message that might not have. So, um, Gustav, what else do you have? Uh, this is where we, we tell everybody, hey, you can let your hair hang down there. Uh, anybody and everybody who's listening to this is, is a member, and generally they're, they're already deep. So... Not going to them. <laughs> so anything that you didn't share on the public side that uh, you want to take a little deeper? I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I didn't share what I wanted to share, but uh, you know, some of the very important things that I think we need to really, truly engage right now, the angelic realm, you know, it's difficult for us to talk about angels in the local church because there's so much uh, of a wrong understanding. But I remember driving across uh, the, the twin span bridge in, in New Orleans from Slidell to, to the city. And um, I saw this vortex of angelic beings just kind of in a mess, almost like they were just flying around, just kind of, I say fly around, but it was like this wind blowing them in all different directions. And they just, and it's almost like they, there was just millions of them not exactly knowing where and how and what. And I remember my spirit immediately go over all of them. And as my spirit set itself over all of them, it just ordered everyone into a specific realm, into a specific place, into a specific box. And they all knew exactly what to do. And the father said to me, that I need my people to begin to understand the importance of working with these beings. You know, they are there for us. They are excited to work with us. They, they're not bored. I wouldn't say that, but they want to work with us. They are messengers. They have so much to show us, so much to teach us, so much to help us with and so much to bring into creation. And we've been so much afraid to engage with them. You know, I've got so many angelic beings that just is part of my life. I wouldn't be able to function in my life in the way that I do without these angelic beings around me. And I always say I've got passion and focus that's always with me. I've got Zeskiel, that's an archangel that walks with me all the time. There's Hazrael, which is a, a, a um, seraphim that is with me, connected to some of the ministries that I'm with. You know, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's so much that Yahweh has brought to us that we can engage today that is so real, that is so powerful. And I remember this one specific being, and I, I always say angel because we don't really have other names for it. Um, but I remember sitting in my lounge in Slidell, and um, this being just comes walking through the door. And I remember I was sitting talking to somebody on the couch and I just, my spirit man just walked up to him and we started talking and he said to me, my name is Noel and I'm gonna bring alignment. And so I need you to take me to all the different meetings. And I remember that night we went to um, Denham Springs for spirit school there. And uh, as soon as I got to that place, um, he took me into this, into the, the spirit realm in, 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 in the kingdom of, of the earth. 
and um, we expanded to maybe 2,500 meters up into the air, both of us, you know, and he had a staff in his hand and uh, well, I'd say a scepter and he took the scepter and he hit it into the ground as hard as he can and um, it made a, like a wave, like it's almost like an uh, atom bomb but without the mushroom, it just made those waves, you know, and it just caused havoc in the city. And he took me to Lafayette and he took me to, um, and I took him to Homa, I took him to all the different places that I had schools in. And if you can remember, I know that sounds great, but that was the year that it snowed in Louisiana. It mm. snowed really hard. All of a sudden, that was the exact time that Noel came. And I don't know why, but Noel is connected to uh, Christmas in some way. It's some song that they sing, something Noel. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm not yeah, very yeah. So I knew that it was something phenomenal, but it was just something that I experienced. And then a couple of years later, probably about three years later, I'm talking to this friend of mine that lives in Texas. And he shares his testimony about this angel that came from Louisiana. His name is Noel. He had a scepter in his hand and he would hit it into the ground and he would make these ripples into the city and it started snowing. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Do you even listen to any of my teachings? It's like, no, no, because we never met. So I just met him on that day. And he's like, no, I mean, uh, we just met. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you listen to my messages, I share the exact same story about Noel coming to me through my door and all the stuff that happens. You know, so it's almost like, you know, that this is real. This is not something we make up. It's not something that, that my imagination goes wild at. But it's incredible to know that we are engaging with these beings and they are helping us shift in a line creation. They're bringing all of what we are supposed yeah. to be doing into play. It's exciting. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you feel about it. I mean, I know that we all well, engage with them, you know, but. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were some engagements uh, that we've had and, and it's been a few years, but uh engaged with the uh, beings that were called the first ones and they they were returning to this realm in order to help the transition into the next age yes. and, um, you know just as you know Abraham you know was there for the transition between uh, Aries and uh, Pisces and the, or excuse me Aries and uh, or no uh, Taurus and Aries and then Jesus was between Aries and Pisces um, now we're making another transition and and who are the transitionaries? You know, it's, it's humanity. Yeah. Humanity are the transitionaries, but these first ones have come in order to help transition us into this next age because it will look so vastly different than what we've been used to that yeah. we're going to need these, you know, uh, engagements to help us make the jump, make the leap. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. I mean, a couple of years ago, if you ever listened to some of my older messages, I was talking about the seraphim that was coming into the atmosphere of the earth and they were creating a lake of fire. And it sounded crazy. It was not a lake, it was a river of fire that was uh, going through the nations of the earth. And um, it was really exciting for me to see this. Every time I go into that realm, I would see these beings just kind of shifting things into place to have this river kind of flow through every different area, all the different uh, sites rivers coming in to have everyone everywhere touched by it and then uh, we are now entering into the age of perfection and um, some of the other men out there talking about the seraphim that has already created this river that i'd never you know I, that's what i saw i never thought that anyone else was seeing the same thing and now yeah. they're talking about the same thing this is the age of, of perfection this is the time for us to go into that river and allow Yahweh to completely and utterly remove all religion, all perception, all views that we had previously of who he is and what we are and what we're supposed to become and to realize, well, no man has heard, 
no eye has seen, no, no imagination has imagined, you know, the things yeah. that Yahweh has in store for us. And when we get into this river and we begin to walk through what Yahweh has opened up right now, and we eliminate the way we used to think and the way we used to understand, and we allow him to begin to build our understanding from his view and from his point and what he wants, you know, his laws, his these ways, things are going to increase excessively in this nation. And I just feel that as the leading nation in the world, the sons of Yahweh, you know, I come from South Africa. You know, there's several other sons and daughters coming from different, different nations to come into this nation to begin to do the things that needs to be done because that's just how it's done. You know, Yahweh, you have to be on the outside to truly be able to see what's going on on the inside, you know, and all these men and women are coming from other countries. And even the ones that's in this, in this nation, like you guys has been living here all your life. It's almost like you had to step out of your body to be in the spirit, to see what needs to change, what needs to happen. Because if this yeah. is going to be where Yahweh wants to ignite everything that's going to go into the rest of the world. And, and I'm not saying that as prophetic. I'm just saying that's what I feel in my spirit, you know, that this is what Yahweh wants to do. Because why, why would we all have to move to this nation? And you know, I always had a problem with America because I was just prejudiced, you know, for as a South African. Mm -hmm. But once I moved here, I realized the power. I realized what Yahweh is actually wanting to do. I realized the passion of the people. I realized that it's a godly nation, although we don't always see it like that. But if you've been in other nations, you understand it's not godly compared to what you have here. You know, it's a way of thinking. It's a way of understanding. It's very religious, yeah. and it's not exactly what it should be. But we're busy aligning it. Right. You know. Once it's fully aligned, there's going to be a dimension of revelation that comes out of this nation that's going to set the rest of the world on fire. And I'm excited about that. And I think that the way we're doing things right now, the way things are opening up, you know, the passion of the people or the excitement of what Yahweh is doing, is an exciting time to be a Christian, an exciting time to be a son of Yahweh, you know, getting all these things aligned, standing in His, in his presence and in His fullness. And we're receiving things that's never been given. And yeah. I love that. I think it's incredible. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, what, what you said there, especially that uh, we are receiving things that have never been given. We are receiving new revelation for the, the next stage that's coming. And uh, <laughs> catching myself here, <laughs> but, you know, I'm I, it's just not my lane. Let me put it that way, because, you know, I, I appreciate the people that are doing the living letters and, and uh, you know, looking at the Hebrew traditions and so forth. Um, and there are some, you know, very strong foundational things there. Uh, however, I, I do see some people getting caught up in it as, you know, a, a distraction and it becomes their everything. You know, it becomes an idol for them. And rather than looking to their intimate relationship with the father, where he's going to be giving us this new revelation that we need to step into the next age, uh, they're getting stuck and caught up in, in some of the, the old traditions. Nothing yeah. wrong with them, but they're becoming idols. You know, I talk about the Hebrew letters. You know, for me personally, when I step into the kingdom of heaven and I engage in my father, yeah. that's when those gates, those fiery gates, and I say the fiery gates, that's the living letters. When I go, when the fiery gates come over me, I don't open up a book and study the letter. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying you're not to do that. It's a good idea because you can't. But it's, too, it's almost too easy. I can open a book and study the letter. And some, some, some uh, Hebrew um, uh, um, traditions will have 20 pages uh, on one letter to give you the history and all kinds of understanding uh -huh. and all powerful things. Mm -hmm. Great. But when you step into that 
the mansion within one of these fiery gates. They don't teach you anything other but the intimacy that you need to have with the Father. They open up gateways and doorways yeah. to reveal and to teach you who you are as the Son of the Most High God. They give you understanding of where He wants to take you, what you need to be doing, what needs to be done in creation. It's not, It's not. well, let's take the word faith and see what it is in Hebrew and then take the yard and the hay and the, the dalet right. and, and, the, you know, and make a word out of it and then say a message from it. It sounds yeah. good and it is good and I'm not mocking it, but I'm saying that I engaged an actual being that is a living yeah. letter. That and I'm in agreement with you, you know, because to me, if anything is pointing you back to the Father, we're, we're good. Yes, uh, I just, you know, I've, I've, we've had so many people come our way and then go off into crazy things, you know, with, uh, you know, blue beans that they began to engage with that didn't take them back to the Father, that took them completely away into where they're, you know, there's some people that are like, I don't know where Jesus even fits anymore. I'm like, that that ought to be a, a clue. You're <laughs> not going down the right road, but yeah. uh, they think they have new knowledge. And and here's the other thing: it's like if you really understood Christ, the Christ anointing that Jesus carried and and who He was. If we really fully understood that that He is the cosmos, He created it. Everything is in Him. There is nothing outside of Him. And anytime you're running off, and yes, there are truths in some of these other things. There are some wonderful truths in some of these other things, you know, Taoism and Buddhists, and you know, there's there's wonderful, beautiful truths in many of those. But if you go after that, you're basically going after the crumbs that are falling off of the table of, of Christ's table. Exactly. Yeah, that's, you know, you know, that's what I said, because most of my teachings, I can't always go back to explain everything to everybody I'm teaching, because I'll just, I'll never get anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, but, but, and so I don't always say, well, remind yourself, just remind yourself, everything that comes out of what we do, what we teach, what we speak is in Christ. It's rooted in the fullness of Yod, Hei, Shin, Rav, Hei. And yeah. I, you have to understand that framework includes the Shin only because I get, as a son of the most high God, get to step back into the Yod, Hei, Vav, Hei, which means I get to step back into my father because I'm the only created being that's created out of creative light. Not created light. I'm creative light. That's I'm his image and his likeness. So I get to go back into him to be part of him, to be one with him. And it's in yeah. that place that revelation comes to me. It's in that place where I engage in the heavens. It's in that place where I engage Buddhism. And I don't particularly engage any other religion. It's not necessary. But there's revelation right. that someone will say that I will yeah. listen to. And I would think that sounds like the truth, but it's not in Christianity. So let's take it and align it because I'm in Christ. He's the truth. And when I want to worship him, I go into that realm because that's where I live. That's where I move. That's where I have my being. And that's where the truth comes from. Nowhere else. If I'm in any other place and I have truth, then I need to align that truth with where I come from, which is in the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, and I like what Ian says. You know, I step into Holy Spirit. And in Holy Spirit, there's righteousness, joy, peace. And if I engage something and I don't have righteousness, joy, peace, step out of it. If yeah. I engage something, and, I, and of course I don't just step into the Holy Spirit, I step into Yeshua. It's the way, the truth, and the life. So now yeah. I've got righteousness, sure. joy, peace, the right, way, truth, and life. And that's already six dimensions of, of the Trinity that I need to step into because that's my plumb lines. And then I've got the Father, that's justice and judgment and holiness. And if I'm not in that nine, then what, what am I doing? If I'm in anything that I'm engaging and I don't have all nine plumb lines, I need to step out of it. They're also, in the same breath, those are skins that I get to step into. That's my protection. You know, if I step into those nine dimensions, no demonic entity, no power, no principality, no lie can come and consume me because that's where I live and move and I have my being. That is where truth is. That's where I'm set in my father's ways. And if I step out of that, that's when I get deceived. That's when I fall into stupid things and do stupid things and I begin to misunderstand things and, and take God's people on a rabbit trail. <laughs> that yeah. Makes any sense. Yes. No, it's good. It's good. 
Well, I, I so appreciate you and I appreciate your, your message and what you're carrying. Uh, you know, God's doing a, a, a unique and great thing for you. Uh, you've got a different lane with your bodybuilding and the characters and the people that you run into there that uh, you get to bless and then encourage. So I uh, just appreciate you a lot. And I'm, I really honor you and thank you for being on the show. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll connect again at some point in the near future. Uh, where where are you located at again? Miss well, I'm in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we're probably going to be going to Mississippi unless some people, some friends there come here. I'm not sure which direction, who's going where, but uh, next time we're going through there, I might, might look you up and say hi. Oh, yeah, you're in Austin. You know? Oh, you live in Austin, okay. Yeah, we live in Austin. I drive through, through sometimes because... Uh, um, I, I, you know, my, my, two of my, two of my kids live with their mom, and two of my kids live with me, and that's what is in California, and then we're in Louisiana. So when we meet up to come together with the whole family, um, we drive through through Texas. Okay, okay. Well, look we'll us up sometime if you're in Absolutely. the area. I appreciate Absolutely. it. All right. Well, well thank, thank you again. You. Thank you to all of the supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. We love you, and uh, we are we can't do this without you. This is the body at work. So. Thank Absolutely. you so much and blessings to everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.